Your joy cannot be found in a person, possession, or profession. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I got all the answers to your questions. I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson. I'll be the preacher, you be the confession. I'll be the quick relief to while you're stressing. It's a thin line between love and hate. Is you really real or is you really... Thank you for tuning into the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. My name is Nolan Schoenfeld alongside my co-host Jake Peach. Jake, how are you doing this evening? Nolan, I am doing fantastic. Um, thank you very much for asking. And how are you? I am doing very well as well. Thank you for asking. There you go. Catching on. Lexicon, <laughs> baby. Oh, too good. Too good. Well, thank you for joining us here again. Uh, we're so grateful that you're here listening to our perspectives. Today, our real topic is life after sports. Now, let's dive into the idea of of what life after sports really means, Jake. Yeah, I mean, Nolan, that can be a very, very difficult question for a lot of us. Um, I think from the age of three years old, I was playing sports. I mean, I was, I'm sure I was shooting a basketball when I was 18 months or whatever it is. So from the age of one to the age of 22 when I graduated at Hamlin, like all I really knew was how to eat breakfast, go to school, go to practice, go home, have dinner, and watch some more sports. Um, and I was very, very grateful that I'm still very grateful for that, that um, I found a true passion of mine in athletics, hockey and baseball to be specific, that really drove me to be a better person, drove me to help others, drove me to really just be an all-around human being, and I wouldn't change that for a world. Um but now looking back, or once you do graduate, whether it's high school and you don't go to college or college and you graduate to move on to your professional realm, like it can be life-changing for a lot of us in good and bad ways, but it can take a while to refine really who you are, Nolan, right? A hundred percent. And I was in that situation when I graduated, uh, trying to figure out if I wanted to continue playing professionally or not and, and whatever that meant. And I was just at the point where my body hurt a lot and I had a lot of conversations with my parents and my athletic trainers and my coaches, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And I got the chance, and I was done, and it's like, oh, okay, I need, I had this realization, I said, I need to be done. This needs, like... Was that the one big decision of your life, Nolan? It was, and, and that one big decision of my life changed the course of where I'm at today, and I'm so grateful for that, and listening to you speak as well, Jake, this idea of you know, it's shaped who you are. The reason why you are so good at your job and you already have gotten promotions in your, uh, in your business and things like that is because of what you were shaped by. Um, but in your day-to-day life, you're not doing baseball stuff. No, I mean, you're right. And I, I don't know where it came from, but ever since I can remember, like I never had to be told to do something. Like I always just had the urge to be better at hitting or shooting a puck or the urge to read more and just gain more knowledge. And now that urge is just to learn more about business, learn more about leadership, learn more about strength training. And I am very grateful that I just kind of have that roll up my sleeves and grind mentality and someone doesn't always have to be on my back and tell me what to do. And I think a lot of my uh, success in the professional realm and the promotions I've been very, very fortunate to have have just came from the idea that people don't have to tell me what to do. I just have the create my own future mentality every day, Nolan. So you're, 
you just kind of transitioned into your work, right? Like everything just kind of flowed easy. Yeah. So I would, I mean, if we're going back to like the one big decision in my life, I think the, the one big decision was I was the biggest hockey player. Like that's all I cared about. And the day that I decided to hang up the skates, we'll say, and turn my attention to baseball, like that was the hardest or the biggest decision. I mean, I'm only 25, biggest decision. Like all I could think about my freshman year was how much I missed hockey, how much I wish I would have went and played juniors. Um, and it turned out that I had really good success as a, as a college athlete and a college baseball player. Um, but then when it came to me graduating and being done, like I was kind of okay with it. Like I accomplished a lot of things um, in my playing career. Like I had so much confidence, like Jimmy would always say it, like I had the confidence that I was the best player on the team, the best player in the, in the, in the, in the conference, the best player in the region, the best player in the country. And so I can hang my hat down and hang my cleats up at the end of my career and know that I left a lot of it on the line and I don't regret anything that I did. And I was okay with my four years of college baseball, Noah. But your loss of identity came from the years between... Of losing sports. No, well, from what I'm hearing, though, maybe I'm wrong. Your loss of identity came from the years, senior year to high school, in order in, in, into freshman. Not necessarily like you lost all track and all the the... The train fell off the tracks kind of thing. But you were like, I heard you say, you know, I wasn't sure if I made the right decision at that time. Yeah, I, I really had no idea. And I I still remember to this day that I, I decided that I was going to Hamlin on like the very, very last day possible, which was like May 1st, I think, Nolan, correct? Yes. And I was deciding between Hamlin and St. John's. And at, at the high school I went to, you're supposed to wear the the college shirt or sweatshirt that you're going to. And I honestly, I wore my Hamlin University t-shirt and I put a sweatshirt over it because I was almost kind of like embarrassed to tell people that like that's where I was going. That's funny because when I put my uh, HU hat on and we had that, I told everybody I was going to Harvard. So it worked are, out are pretty well. Are you or Nolan did this? <laughs> no, I actually did that. I, I just told people that I was going to Harvard because yeah. I didn't like my high school and the people around me. So, and they didn't care who I was. So, yeah, so I, I mean, just I just had joked to joke with them and told them I was going to Harvard. <laughs> so I said to re in your like my own words, like I had to refocus my identity into being a college athlete and not a high school hockey player anymore. And then once I did graduate, I pretty much just learned or took the things that I learned through my whole playing career and just kind of turned it into a professional realm. I kind of eased into it when I graduated in May. Um, I didn't start my my job until the beginning of September, so I kind of like a summer vacation of still playing summer ball and golfing and working in a baseball facility. So I kind of had like the ease into it mentality when it came to my work. I just didn't go from off the field to full out working 40 hours the next week, Um, So which probably helped me a little bit find my identity over those three months too. A lot of people don't just go into work either, I don't think. Uh, they do take some time for themselves. And what I've found is a lot of my friends have actually taken uh, a gap year in order for them to kind of enjoy life a little bit. And I found that to be really unique. Um, I have one friend who is traveling. He, you know, he graduated college the same year I did. And now he's on a travel uh, trip in Colorado and Montana and, and living off the land and enjoying life. And then he's going to take a bike trip uh, across the country from Washington to Maine and this idea of allowing yourself to find your identity is so, so unique um, in that realm because you're just 
figuring things out, how they work in a very different light than what you're used to. And he was playing baseball um, for so many years. But a lot of my friends are doing that as well. Uh, Whether that's from high school to college, uh, college to the young professionals world, they're taking a gap year in order for them to help figure out some things that they really enjoy. Um, And Jake, to, to talk a little bit about what we're going through now, I think a lot of people are taking advantage of uh, this opportunity to be stuck inside. Not I sure in a, hope so. Not in a sense that being stuck inside is bad, um, but they are using this to emotionally uh, sober themselves from things that they didn't enjoy being around, maybe coworkers that they didn't enjoy being around, or a bad boss or a bad job that they just hated going to or traffic, whatever that was, they're allowing themselves to see different things in their light. And hopefully that, that gives people a shift. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen when all this is said and done, but hopefully this idea of allowing yourself to open up in times where you feel um, stressed that you can't figure out who you are uh, will allow us to uh, maybe get better. Uh, what's the word? Reframe how we think. Sure. Reframe how we think. I like that. I mean, backtracking to a gap year, I mean, I think taking a gap year is phenomenal. Um, I mean, I don't regret not really taking gap year. I think three months was plenty for me, and that's different for everyone. But really just going back to finding out who you want or who you are, who you want to be, what direction you want to go down. Like, you're the only one in all rally that can make yourself happy doesn't matter all these fantastic things that you have the job you have those things all play a role but if you can't just be happy with who you are then like no matter how many things you have like you're just not going to be happy um but i think we can all learn a lot over this 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 quarantine time period um i don't think things are ever going to be quote unquote back to normal and i am okay with that um some people may get very anxious that Everything isn't going to be exactly the same. And I think a lot of things are going to be very, very similar. Um, But I think a lot of things have changed for the good. Like I'm listening to a few podcasts. We talked about Patrick Lencioni before. And like he used to be very, very strict on on like his kids, uh, how late they could stay up and play video games and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't care anymore. Like this is how he connects with his friends. I don't care that he's going, ah, he killed me at two in the morning anymore because he is (laughs) connecting with other human beings, and a lot of people may or may not even be doing that. So let's get back to the identity. What does it mean to lose your identity? What is the idea that we are trying to get across to you, the listener, that when you lose your self uh, purpose or your identity, how do you get that back? Jake, how do you get that back, man? So first off, I think it's okay to lose your identity for a period of time, Nolan. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably learned a lot about yourself during that time of quote-unquote lost identity. And I think it's okay to lose your identity. Like, it's not a bad thing. Like, this is going to be a great learning experience for you. And it's just understanding that it's just a turning of a chapter. I know that's very physiological, but it's just turning the chapter to the next thing. Like, I almost take, like, my job as my sports career now. Like, say I close a client. Like, in my mind, I'm like, I, I just scored a touchdown or I just had an RBI single. Um, say I hit a quarter rock. Like, I just won the Mayak Championship. Like, I hit my rock. Like, yes, like, I, I, I'm a champion. Like, if I hit my, our location hits our um, yearly revenue, like, we just won the national championship. Like, I have these little kind of 
identity identities in my mind that I translate into the professional realm now. And it's just like fun for me to be like, do like a touchdown dance after something just for fun. <laughs> I mean, that's just like me. Like I will just always Jake doing touchdown dances in the end zone. Yeah. Like business. I will, I will always have athletics there, man. Like I, I can't wait again to go to the field and like, play a few town ball games. Like, I don't get to play a ton, but, like, at, like, the five, six, seven games I get to go to, like, once I'm there, I love every second of just being with the guys and playing the game that I love and or playing pond hockey with you, Nolan, and Rubes and Joe over the winter. Like, it's not the same, and I'm always going to be competitive, but you love those little things, and those things make me happy. Once again, it's those little things of just spending time with these guys that I've made relationships with in the past. And it's okay to lose your identity for a little bit. Yeah, I think you and I have developed a relationship where we can help each other find those things. And that's important too as well. Allowing yourself to be around people that help express or bring out the best in you as a human being. Uh, the idea that creating uh, this identity by yourself is very uh, impossible. Uh, let's be honest there. You can't do these things by yourself. You have to get rejected. You have to go ask a girl out on a date and she to tell you no to figure out um, that she's probably not your type and she's probably into dudes on motorcycles and lots of tattoos. Um, that happened to me once. Do you remember the, the quote from Alex Rodriguez this morning? Uh, Something wrapped around. He has things. a master's. <laughs> he has a master's on getting or oh, yeah. hitting failure and a PhD of getting knocked down or something like that. Yeah, it was a, it was a master or it was a PhD in failure and a master's in getting back up. That's what it was, and that just really just hit home at me, especially in. The, um, I mean, I think selling's human. Like we sell to someone every single day. Like no one's gonna sell me. Hey, do you want to do another podcast? Like he just sold me, and it's the <laughs> idea that um, like people are gonna tell you no, and it's okay that people are going to tell you no, but how do you learn from that no to make you better? Like, was I just not very confident in how I talked to that individual? Did I not make very good eye contact? Was I not um, creating a story in how I could help this person with their problem? We can go on and on, um, but it is okay to hear the words no. And this is exactly why life after sports and loss of identity is so common we hear the word no and we get rejected and we're like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do next? This isn't how I planned it. That's the reality. Like everything you think is going to happen is not going to happen. So how do you figure out those next steps and business and all these awesome tools that we have through sports is how we do it. And the people that are listening to this podcast will experience these things. I guarantee it because you are in the same situation that we were in, whether it was six years ago, four years ago, uh, you have experienced these things and you're going to experience it more. Jake and I are going to fail a lot more and maybe we're going to get fired or maybe we're going to change jobs or maybe somebody in our family is going to die. Um, I could I could give you a thousand negative things that could happen to me, but I choose to think oppositely that that shapes who I am rather than uh, dictates my situation. Yep, and those identities or traits that you have from athletics are always going to be with you. Once I graduated, I told myself, like, all I want to do is work. I'd never want to be a leader again. I never want to be a manager again. Like, I just want to do exceptional work, be really good at what I do, and collect a paycheck. And believe it or not, within a year and a half of working, I got promoted to be a manager and leader, where it was just like those things that I just always have known 
just came out in, in my in my professional realm in my professional life and like that's just how I do it so just keep in mind like how you show up to practice is how you're going to show up the rest of your life how you show up to family dinner is how you're going to show up to practice like I can tell what kind of person you are by how you show up to the little things because those things translate to the big things Great way to finish it off, and, and we're so thankful that you listen to us and, and have conversations with us about these things. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to the Next Dan Leadership Podcast. If you found something very valuable or interesting, come up and have conversations with us, either that's on Instagram, social media, tools, platforms, Facebook, uh, app, other Apple Podcasts, our website, whatever it is. I don't care. Find a way to reach out to us so you can be on the show and talk about your opinions as well. Uh, if you want to reach out, my email nolan.nextgen at gmail.com. Again, we thank you for listening and have a great rest of your night.